Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Also, I do encourage you to pick up the Powerhouse Heroic Adventures Bundle. It contains the first three full-length Powerhouse novels. We'll give you a really good feel for the series, and it's available for one low price as both an ebook and also as an audiobook through audible.com and the iTunes Store. That's the Power house heroic adventures bundle well now it's time for today's episode of superman the original air date june the 22nd 1948 and this one is the secret of meteor island part seven faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive able to leap tall buildings at a single bound look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane it's superman It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, after Captain Donovan of the Metropolis Detective Bureau has been found unconscious with a strange orange mark on his forehead... Inspector Henderson relays further amazing information to Clark Kent, who is Superman. Ah, this is screwy, Kent. Absolutely screwy. What now, Inspector? We just had a report that three more people have been found unconscious. And get this. Yes? Each one of them has a round orange mark on his forehead, just like Captain Donovan. You know, boys and girls, the other day I dropped into a movie and saw a newsreel shot of warships on maneuvers, laying down a smoke screen. They were steaming along in a column, just as pretty as you please, when all of a sudden their smokestacks started spouting billows of thick black smoke. And before you knew it, they turned into that screen and disappeared completely from view. Seeing out of sight made them all the more dangerous and harder to find. While I was watching that, I suddenly had a thought. And it occurred to me that we've really got to be on the lookout for any enemy that fights us from behind a smoke screen. Like, for instance, the smoke screen of prejudice, which binds us so we can't tell friend from foe. So when you hear somebody tell you that one person is better than another just because of his race or religion or where his family came from originally, watch out. That's part of the smoke screen of prejudice. A smoke screen manufactured out of lies, deliberately designed to confuse and divide us. Now, gang, during the war, our Navy found a method for fighting smoke screen tactics. And that method was radar. No matter how black the smoke... How thick the screen. Radar could always tell our men just where the enemy stood. In the fight against prejudice, we've got a powerful weapon to help us there, too. And that weapon is called reason. For with the help of reason, we can see through the heaviest lies. Remember, boys and girls, that when you're aimed with reason, you can always see the truth. And now... The Adventures of Superman! When Superman and Batman found Captain Donovan of the Metropolis Detective Bureau unconscious in a hotel room, they were puzzled to discover a round orange mark about the size of a quarter on his forehead. Then, after Donovan was revived, he explained that he had trailed a confidence man known as the Count through the hotel room and had found there a parcel containing a dozen huge diamonds, each the size of a hen's egg. 
But almost at once, Donovan had suffered a strange weakness, during which time the Count had escaped from the room with the diamond. Just then, police headquarters reported that three more people had been found unconscious, and on the forehead of each one was a peculiar orange mark similar to Captain Donovan. As we continue now, Clark Kent, who is Superman, is with Inspector Henderson at the home of Charles Patton, the millionaire banker. In the downstairs library of the mansion, Kent and Henderson are questioning Dr. Hale, who is Mr. Patton's personal physician. Uh, tell me, Dr. Hale, who reported finding Mr. and Mrs. Patton and the butler? Their chauffeur did, Inspector. When I arrived and saw those strange orange burns on their forehead, I immediately called the police, of course. Of course. Did you say burns, Doctor? I think that's what they are, Mr. Kent. You think? Well, they seem to be burns, Inspector. But frankly, I can't be positive. I've never seen anything like them before. Mm. Tell me, uh, who else was here when you arrived, Doctor? The chauffeur and the cook. Nobody else? No, sir. Were there any marks on the Pattons or the butler to indicate that they'd been slugged, maybe? No or... marks at all, Inspector. Except those circular orange spots on their forehead. Mm-hmm. I can't understand what caused them to lose consciousness in the first place and why they're still so weak. They can't lift a finger. Are they able to talk, Doctor? Mr. Patton is. Did he tell you anything? Only that he couldn't account for what had happened. Mm. Well, may we see him, Doctor? Yes. His room's on the next floor at the head of the stairs. Please try not to tie him too much, though. He's very weak. Okay, okay. Come on, Kent. <laughs> a visitor just before you and your wife had these attacks, Mr. Patton? That's right, Inspector. A Mr. Mitchell. He said he was a dealer in diamonds. Diamonds? Yes, Mr. Kent. He phoned me saying he knew I collected rare gems and wondered if I'd be interested in purchasing a most unusual diamond. I doctor. see. I asked him where I could see it and he said he'd bring it over. That was when? Early this evening. Uh-huh. Well, he arrived within half an hour. And I must say, gentlemen, he hadn't exaggerated when he said he had a most unusual diamond. Oh? Mrs. Patton, I've seen many fine stones. As a matter of fact, we own the famous Marshwell diamonds, you know, but this one took our breath away. What was it like, Mr. Patton? Well, it must have weighed several hundred carats. What? Yes, yes, Inspector. It was large as a hen's egg. While it hadn't been polished much, it was still so brilliant, the firing, you know, that it dazzled you. We'd never seen anything like it. Well, I'll be... Sorry, a... Mr. Patton. Was there by any chance some some ore-like stuff clinging oh, to it? Oh, what's the difference, Kent? Why, yes, yes, there was. I thought so. That was one of the Count's diamonds, Inspector. The Count's diamonds? Yes. Mr. Patton, what did this fellow Mitchell look like? Well, he, uh, he was rather plump, about 40, I'd say, almost bald. That wasn't the Count. Then it was someone else peddling the Count's diamonds. What makes you so sure of that, Kent? Because Mr. Patton's description of the diamonds tallies exactly with Captain Donovan's. Size, lack of polish, brilliant inner fire, and the unusual ore-like substance clinging to it. Okay, okay. So what if it was one of the Count's diamonds? Well, don't you care? Gentlemen, gentlemen, what are you talking about? You'll see in a moment, Mr. Patton. Please tell us now what happened after Mitchell showed you the diamond. Well, Mrs. Patton and I were fascinated by the stone. I asked Mr. Mitchell what its price was, and he astonished me when he said only $100,000. Oh, we're wasting time. Listen, Mr. Patton, please, Inspector, Uh, let him finish. I uh, became suspicious then because a diamond like that's worth at least a couple of million. So I questioned Mitchell about where he got the stone. Look, 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 all this isn't getting us anyplace. Oh, yes, it is. Go on, Mr. Patton, please. I, uh... I'd signaled Graham, my butler, to come in, and when I had the chance, I whispered to him to telephone the police. I see. I guess Mitchell realized something was amiss because he picked up the diamond at once, put it into a box, and said he had to go. I tried to detain him, but he wouldn't wait. Uh And just as he left the room, my wife and I noticed them. What? You noticed what? I noticed a round orange mark about the size of a quarter coming out on her forehead. And she noticed the same thing on mine. Uh Uh-huh. That convinces me. This fence, uh, Mitchell, did he do anything to you? Touch you or... Tr- oh, no, 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 Inspector. Not a thing. I see. 
Then what happened? My wife and I began feeling terribly weak. Could stand up. I tried to call for help, but I couldn't. Then I, I, I guess I fainted because I don't remember anymore until I woke up a few minutes ago in my bedroom here with Dr. Hale attending. Mm, the same way it was with Thurman, Kent. That's right, Inspector. Uh, this, it, it doesn't make sense. I can't understand it. I think I can, Inspector. Yeah? Well, let's hear it, Kent. Come downstairs with me, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Kent, all right, let's have it. What's the answer to these orange burns and dizzy spells? The Count's diamonds, Inspector. The Count's diamonds? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? The diamonds cause anyone who handles them or even comes very close to them to become completely helpless and then lose consciousness. And they're responsible for those strange orange marks on the victim's forehead. <laughs> Are you kidding? Not at all. I, I suppose they cast an evil spell, huh? Oh. Like the diamond in a Hindu idol's eye in a corny mystery story. Now, look, Inspector, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, you're a serious mental case if you believe anything like that. But look, uh, the, whole... the diamonds did it. I'm sure story. they did. Now, I, I'll admit I don't know how yet. What the power is that they have... You'll admit still... that, huh? Well, tell me this, Nature Boy. If handling the diamonds or just being near them knocks you cold, how come the guy who brought the rock to the patents this evening, Mitchell, wasn't knocked out? Well... Oh, how about the count? He was in the hotel room and Donovan passed yeah, out. I know, I but know. But he just picked up his marbles and walked out, like Mitchell did. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that. You haven't I... been thinking, brother. You've been dreaming. And what a dream. Wait a minute. What the... Dreaming, huh? Well, suppose I told you I could prove it was the diamonds. Then I'd take off my badge and pin it on you. Well, take off your badge, Inspector, because I'm going to prove it right now. Come on, follow me. Followed by the scoffing Inspector Henderson, Clark Kent swiftly crosses the library... How is he going to prove his incredible statement? We'll be back in a moment to find out. So keep listening. In one of their shows, gang, the famous funny man Olsen and Johnson used to play a little trick on their audiences. In the darkened theater, they'd suddenly announce that a lot of spiders had broken loose. And then suddenly, little objects would start dropping from the ceiling into the orchestra and balcony. People would scream and wiggle around until the house lights went up. Then they'd sit back and look sheepishly at each other. For they'd see that what they'd imagined were spiders were nothing but little beans. They were all taken in by what we call the power of suggestion. And that same power of suggestion can be used by unscrupulous individuals in a way that's far from harmless. Because just as imagination can make beans feel like spiders, so can prejudice give a wholly false impression of people. So when anyone tries to tell you that another individual is inferior or not to be trusted simply because he has a slight accent or because of the manner in which he worships God, why then it's time to turn the lights on the truth revealed by science, the truth which tells us that there is no master race, that no group has a monopoly on intelligence or good looks or honesty or on charm. By meeting and observing all kinds of people yourself, you'll learn that in the really important things, they're no different from you. They want to make friends and enjoy the blessings of living in a free land also. When you can see that for yourself, gang, you won't let the power of suggestion play any tricks on you. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Superman in his guise of reporter Clark Kent has led Police Inspector Henderson through the Patton Library into a walled garden. At the edge of the dark lawn, near a gate in the wall, Kent points to the motionless figure of a man who lies face up on the grass. Inspector, turn your flashlight over here. No, 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 there. Look, what the... Say, that's Baldy Critchell. Critchell, alias Mitchell LaFence, the man who came here with one of the Count's diamonds this evening. Uh-huh. 
Let's, uh, let's see what happened to him. Maybe he... I can tell you, Inspector. Just a minute, just a minute. Hmm. He's alive. Chet! Look at his forehead. Yes, I've been waiting for you to notice that. A round orange mark. The same mark that's on Captain Donovan's forehead and on Mr. and Mrs. Patton and their butlers. Yeah. Now are you willing to buy my theory that the Count's diamonds are responsible? Oh, no, 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 I can't. It's, it's too ridiculous, Kent. Well, maybe, but it's true. The diamond struck Critchell down just as it did the others. Oh, it's impossible. I tell you, it's... 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 Uh, what's the matter? I don't know. I... I feel kind of queer. Wait, great Scott. Huh? There's an orange circle forming on your forehead. What? Yes. The, the diamond is getting you, too. Here, get back in the house, Inspector. Come on before it's too late. Seizing Inspector Henderson, who is reeling dizzily, Clark Kent drags him across the dark garden and into the patent library as the dread orange circle is forming on the inspector's forehead. Are the Count's diamonds responsible for the strange disasters, as Kent claims? How could it be possible? And if Kent is right... Who will be stricken next? There's an even stranger development and an amazing surprise in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 8 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you'll hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.